everything's going okay, but even if things aren't, His way is still perfect. And I'm thankful for that tonight. Let's take our Bibles and go to the book of Acts. Acts chapter number 8 is where we're going to be tonight. Acts chapter number 8. We're going to begin reading in verse number 1. I want to give you time to get there. Acts chapter number 8. Verse number 1. We know chapter number 7. Stephen has been martyred. Stephen gives that great message, that great discourse in chapter number 7. And they are so cut to the heart, verse 54 says, that they run upon him and they gnash upon him with their teeth. They, and then they stone him. They kill him. He's martyred. Acts chapter number 8, verse number 1. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Bible says, And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time there was a great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women committed them to prison. Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. It's a wonderful thing that no matter what was going on in this church at Jerusalem, this first century church, there was great persecution that they were encountering and facing. But even in the face of that persecution, they kept their hands to the plow. They didn't quit. And the Bible says those that were scattered abroad, by the way, instead of the enemy thwarting what they were supposed to be doing, what actually happened was it propelled Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8 to be fulfilled. He said, you should be witnesses unto me. It, it actually caused that to be fulfilled because they went everywhere preaching the gospel. Verse 5, then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them. And many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed. And notice verse, and there was great joy in that city. Drop down to verse number 26, still talking about the same man, Philip. In verse number 26, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem, unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose, and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the excuse me, Ethiopians, had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Esaias the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Esaias and said, and by the way, that's speaking of Isaiah, and specifically Isaiah chapter 53 is where he was reading, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And I want you to notice a little phrase in verse 31. And he said, how can I, 
except some man should guide me. And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. And tonight I want to bring you a message, it's kind of a long title, but I want to bring you a message entitled, The Lost Need Some Man to Keep His Hands to the Plow. The Lost Need Some Man to Keep His Hands to the Plow. Did you notice that in verse 31? Philip came to him and asked him, Understandest what thou readest? Understandest thou what thou readest? What did the eunuch say to him? How can I? Except some man should guide me. Aren't you thankful that some man came to you? Might have been a lady, but it was an individual, somebody came to you. By the way, it may have been many somebodies. Somebody may have watered, somebody may have planted, and then someone came along and harvested you as a soul. But some individual, maybe it was a Sunday school teacher, they taught you the gospel. They told you how to be saved. And so maybe in the Sunday school class, the, the seed was planted. And then maybe the preacher just watered it a little bit. And then maybe at home sometime, your mom and dad got to harvest and there are individuals all around this world. And by the way, let me say this. You know, we send missionaries, we support missionaries, and we should because that, that's Bible. We ought to do that. That's fulfilling the entirety of the Great Commission. But I'm going to tell you what. <clears throat> you don't have to go around the world to find people who need some man. It is more and more the case right here in the United States of America, that people need some man. By the way, there are little cities and little towns and little hamlets all around this nation who need some man to come and plant a church. By the way, not just any church, but a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church. Some man that's going to come and that's going to stay and who's going to preach and who's going to preach and who's going to preach and who's going to love the people. And he's not going to leave because persecution comes. He's not going to quit because things get a little bit hard. And listen, things, things get hard sometimes when, when men go. Some man goes and he plants a church somewhere where nobody else wants to go. And it does get difficult sometimes. And it, it does, the thought does come in the mind, you know, maybe another place, uh, maybe another ministry. Maybe another town, maybe another geographical location would be easier. People are people everywhere. Doesn't matter if it's 2,000 miles around the world or two miles down Fork of Deer, people are still the same. People need some man. And I want to encourage us tonight, the message very simple, really similar to what we preached this morning from Titus chapter number 3. If you'll remember this morning, we talked about the appearance we talked about the abundance, God's appearance, God's abundance, and God's acceptance. message tonight is going to be very similar right here in Acts chapter number 8. I just want to challenge us tonight. And by the way, I'm not challenging us tonight. I'm very thankful for folks who come on Saturday at 10 o'clock for soul winning and visitation. I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful, the, I'm thankful for the fact that God blesses faithfulness. You know? I'm just thankful that He blesses obedience and He blesses faithfulness. 
But there's nothing magical. I've said this many, many times. There's nothing magical about Saturday at 10 o'clock. People need some man every day. Not just Saturday at 10 to come and knock on their door, although that's important and we're, we're going to do that, okay? But some man at your work needs you, some lady at work needs you this week to be the person that can tell them about Jesus. That's what Philip did. That's all he did. He obeyed immediately and he went. We mentioned it this morning. The greatest ability is availability. And that's what Philip did. The Holy Spirit said go. Philip went. We don't see any complaining. We don't see any murmuring. We don't see any pushback. Philip went. And he just told this Ethiopian eunuch about Jesus. And the Ethiopian eunuch got saved. Here's the truth tonight. And then we're, we're going we're to pray and we're going to get right into the message. God gives the increase. I can't make anybody get saved. However, God uses us as tools to help people come to Him. He gives the increase. But we have a responsibility tonight to bring the, the gospel, the truth of God's Word, the, the seed, the, the good seed, if you will. We have a responsibility to bring that tonight. And every single one of us, all of us get to encounter on a weekly basis some man, some lady who they don't understand. And without another some man or some lady, they're not going to understand. They need some man or some lady who's going to teach them. I want to give you tonight, I want to give you three words tonight. And I want to pre preach to us on this subject. The lost need some man to keep plowing. And with God's help, I pray that's us tonight. Father, remind us tonight, confront us where we're at, challenge us. Father, move us out of our comfort zone tonight. Father, move us away from our timidity. And Father, give us the boldness that we need. And the, Father, the boldness doesn't come from us. The, the courage doesn't come from us, it comes from you. you. You tell us in the Great Commission that you'll be with us. You tell us that you have all power. And because you have all power, we can tap into that power. Father, we can have that power. Not that we have any, you have it. But Father, you can give us the power that we need to be able to help some man or some lady, the Ethiopian eunuch, to be able to understand the gospel, to be able to understand the truth about the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your people in this place. Father, I, I'm, I'm so thankful for the folks here at Maranatha Baptist Church. I'm thankful for the ones you've brought together. And Father, I pray that you'd help us to continue. I pray that you'd help us to be faithful, even more faithful. And especially when it comes to this area of being sensitive to the needs of the lost. Father, just guide us tonight. Just show us. Father, you're so loving and gentle and long-suffering with us. And I pray that you just come alongside us tonight and, and, and just give us that little prodding that we need tonight. And I pray that you'd help us all. Help us to keep plowing. Help us to keep our hands to the plow because there are lost people who need us too. Father, we love you. We commit these next few moments to you and we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Number one, I want us to see three things that the Lord does. Number one, the Lord seeks. 
The Lord seeks, S-E-E-K-S. We spoke about that this morning when we spoke about God's appearance. In Titus chapter number 2, verse number 11, it says, For the grace of God which bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. In Titus chapter number 3, in verse number 4, it speaks about after that the, the kindness and love of God appeared. Okay, what does God do? He, he seeks. We even mentioned this verse this morning, Luke chapter 19 and verse number 10. For the Son of Man has come to do what? To seek and to save that which is lost. The Lord seeks. And that's exactly what He's doing in Acts chapter number 8. Go back uh, again and notice if you would verse number 26. Uh, Philip is ministering in in verses 5 through 8. He's ministering in Samaria. And and the Bible says that that people are being saved. That people are believing that unclean spirits are are coming out. That uh, those with palsy, they're being healed. And the Bible says in verse number 8, Because of all this, there was great joy in that city. And then there comes a moment when the angel of the Lord speaks to Philip and there's this gentleman that needs to hear the gospel. There's a gentleman, by the way, who is seeking. This gentleman was seeking. And so the Lord sends. And the Lord sends Philip. And the Bible says the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying in verse number 26, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. He is seeking this Ethiopian eunuch and because of that he sends a man to go tell him and to explain to him what he needs to understand. I believe personally that this Ethiopian eunuch was a God-fearing man. He had gone to Jerusalem to worship. I believe he was a God-fearing man but he did not understand the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's reading this passage here. He's reading from Isaiah chapter number 53. Uh, We know that because of what we read. Look at verse number 32 if you will. And the Bible says the place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And like a lamb dumb from, excuse me, before his shear, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. Now notice what. And the eunuch answered Philip, notice what he asked. I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? The eunuch, he asked Philip, who's the prophet speaking about? Is he speaking about himself? Or is he speaking about another? The Ethiopian eunuch, he's desiring and he's seeking and he wants to know more. And he asked Philip, who is the prophet speaking about? Is he speaking about himself? Or is he speaking about someone else? And in verse number 35, I love this. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture. He opened his mouth and he takes Isaiah chapter number 53. And the Bible says he preached unto him what? Who? Jesus. And he preached unto him Jesus. I don't know everything he said to him about Christ. I don't know if he just stayed in Isaiah chapter number 53. Hey, by the way, there's enough in Isaiah 53, is there not? To preach about the Lord Jesus Christ. But the Bible says he began in that scripture, in that passage, in Isaiah chapter number 53. And he simply just preached unto him Jesus. Number one tonight, the Lord seeks and by the way, it doesn't matter if it's a rich person. doesn't matter if it's um, a religious person. The Lord seeks. Think about it. How about Zacchaeus? 
Zacchaeus, come down. Because I'm going to your house today. Zacchaeus up in the tree he wants to get a picture. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, the song we sing, right? And he climbs up in the sycamore tree because he can't see. He can't see above the crowd. And Jesus comes to that place where Zacchaeus is and he looks up in the tree, the Bible says. And he says, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to your house today. What about Bartimaeus? Bartimaeus, one of my wife's favorite stories in the scriptures. Blind Bartimaeus. What about the woman at the well? Did she seek him or did he seek her? Jesus Christ himself told his disciples, we must needs go through Samaria. He's seeking her out. And by the way, as we mentioned this morning, when Jesus Christ was lifted up on the cross of Calvary, and I, if I be lifted up, will draw all men unto myself. When he was lifted up on the cross of Calvary, he was seeking mankind. He is seeking the lost. And here in Acts chapter number 8, he sends Philip. He sends Philip because he's seeking. Not Philip seeking, but God is seeking this Ethiopian eunuch. This Ethiopian eunuch is seeking for truth and God is seeking from him. When Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary, he was seeking man. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And I'm thankful that God Almighty sought me as a little boy. I'm thankful that God Almighty, that the Holy Spirit, the conviction just was constant in my heart. You know you're not saved. You know you're not saved. You know you went forward in a service, but you know you're not saved. And the convicting power of the Holy Spirit was constant in my life. Even as a little boy at nine years old was just constant and constant and constant and constant and constant. And I would go to church and I would sit in Sunday school as a seven-year-old boy and as an eight-year-old boy and as a young nine-year-old boy. And I would go to church and I would sit in Sunday school and sit in the preaching and hear the preaching of God's Word and sit in that pew. Think, you know what, my mom and dad think I'm saved, but I know I'm not saved. You know what I would say? I'll do it next week. Because as a seven-year-old boy, as an eight-year-old boy, as a nine-year-old boy, you think you have forever, don't you? And with everything being equal, you do have life. But we're not guaranteed that. And I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit kept convicting and convicting and convicting and convicting. And I'm thankful that on a Monday... That a pastor, it wasn't my pastor, he was the pastor of the Christian school where my brother and I attended. And I'm thankful that on that Monday he stepped in front of a bunch of children and he preached about Jesus. And the Holy Spirit, Timmy, you know you're not saved. Timmy, you know you're not saved. Went home and laid in bed. Y'all have heard the story. But lay in bed and Timmy, you know you're not saved. You, you know you need to be saved. But my mom and dad already think I'm saved. What are they going to say? What's my pastor going to say? What are the kids at school going to say? What are the kids at church going to say? They think I'm already saved. Timmy, you need to be saved. 
The Bible said that Philip just preached to him Jesus. Number one tonight, the Lord seeks. But number two tonight, and because he seeks, this, this is, it's all important. Number one, the Lord seeks, but number two, the Lord sins. The Lord seeks, but secondly, the Lord sins. Again, that's what he does with Philip. The angel of the Lord comes to him and he sends him. Verses 26 through 35. The Lord sends. He sends some man to the Ethiopian eunuch. And that Ethiopian eunuch could be anybody. Here's the truth tonight. Sinners come to us occasionally, and I'm thankful for when any sinner comes to this place, this building, and hears the gospel preached. Sinners come to us occasionally, but most of the time, the vast majority of the time, we're to go to them. Because the church is for God's people. The church is where we come and get helped and we provoke each other to love and to good works. Now, should we invite the lost to come? Absolutely. We, 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 we're going to have a special service in three weeks and we're inviting folks. Some of them may be saved. Many of them probably will not be. We, we want to honor what they do for the community. We want to honor what they do on a daily basis. They hazard their lives. Uh, they're, they're EMTs. They're, they're paramedics. They're sheriff's deputies. They're, they're police officers. They're, they're military. Maybe, maybe they serve in, as a representative in Nashville, Tennessee. We want to honor them for what they do, not for who they are. Because some of them may be as wicked as the day is long. I'm not honoring you for who you are. I'm honoring you for what you do. And then you know what we want to do? We want to preach the gospel. Because that's what we all need. But the truth is most of the time they don't come here. We go to them. And that's exactly what Philip does. Look, the Lord sends. Who does he send? He sends some man. That's all of us tonight. If you know Christ, that's all of us. No, no, notice, notice Philip. Notice verse number 26. He was available. He was eager. He was yielded. And he was sensitive to the Holy Spirit. He was available. He was eager. He was yielded. And he was sensitive to the Holy Spirit. He sends some man. That's all of us tonight. How can I understand what I'm reading? Sir, do you, do you understand what you're reading? How can I, he says. How can I unless somebody explain it? By the way, the Bible tells us that the Scriptures to the natural man, they, they don't understand them, do they? Because they're the natural man. They don't have the Spirit of God. But those who have the Spirit of God, we ought to understand the Scriptures. We can understand the Scriptures because the Bible says the Holy Spirit guides us into what? Into all truth, the book of John tells us. It's the Holy Spirit that can guide us into all truth. And the Ethiopian eunuch says, how can I understand what I'm reading? I, I, I don't understand. Unless some man... Unless some man should guide me. He sends some man. Not some popular man. Not some man with great ability. Not necessarily, we don't know. Philip may have been a very eloquent man. 
But that's not a requirement. He sends some man who is available, who is eager. The Bible says in verse number 27, And he arose and went. Notice what it says in verse number 30, in verse number 29, Then the Spirit, he was sensitive to the Spirit. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. Now, as a child, I always pictured this Ethiopian eunuch in this chariot, and he's all by himself. I don't believe that's the case. This man is the treasurer for, for the queen of Ethiopia, Candace, the Bible gives us her name. I believe he probably had an entourage. I believe there's probably numerous individuals in this caravan heading back home. And the Spirit speaks to Philip and says, Hey, go near. Join yourself. Maybe, maybe there were some bodyguards. I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us that. I'm not trying to add to the Bible. But maybe there were some bodyguards. Maybe there, was, there would have been some reason for a little trepidation on Philip's part. Well, Lord, how am I going to get to him? Look at all these people around him. But notice what the Bible says. The Spirit told, tells him to go near. And what does Philip do in verse 30? What does he do? He ran. The Bible says, And Philip ran thither to him. He was available. He was eager. He was yielded. And he was sensitive to the Spirit. And you know what? That's what God requires of some man. He sends some man, he sends some lady who is available, who is eager. And by the way, sometimes we're not very eager either, but he still sends us, doesn't he? Right? Hey, don't y'all quit on me right now. You know it's right. You come to a door of a house and you're like, God, this might be a bad house. Is, is, is the eagerness there as maybe it was at another house? Instead of... Sometimes we're not as eager as we should be, but God still uses us. Available, eager, yielded. The Bible said He arose and went. He was yielded. And He listened to the Holy Spirit. He was sensitive. By the way, I don't believe in, in extra-biblical revelation... That's foolishness. Oh, it's heresy. But I do believe God Almighty prompts us at times and says, hey, go give that individual a try. And by the way, I think it's probably just because I don't believe you can ever give any... any I don't think there's ever a wrong person that you can give a track to. Well, Pastor, what if they're already saved? Well, you know what? If you give them a track, that will encourage them doesn't mean they need to be saved again. But, but, but that's going to encourage them. By the way, it will encourage them to do the same. Whew, you know what? Man, there's other Christians out here doing this. There's other Christians giving tracts in the grocery store. Maybe I should be doing that. I don't believe you can ever give the wrong person a tract. And so whether it's the prompting of the Holy Spirit or just being obedient to the Great Commission and saying, hey, here's an individual. I've never met them before. I don't know if they're saved or not. I need to give them a tract. I need to speak to them about the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord seeks and the Lord sends. He sends some man to the Ethiopian eunuch, whoever that may be. The Ethiopian eunuch represents everyone who needs the gospel. 
the Ethiopian eunuch represents everyone who doesn't understand and just see, needs someone to come along and help them to understand what the gospel is and who the gospel is all about. Because the Ethiopian eunuch said, hey, is he speaking about himself, this prophet, or does he speak about someone else? And he needed someone to come along and help him to understand he sins. He sends some man to the Ethiopian eunuch, whoever that may be. Your Ethiopian eunuch this week may just be the person who works next to you in the office. Who maybe has never heard the gospel or maybe who has heard the gospel but they don't totally understand it. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing. You see, Philip... He, he didn't come and say, oh, okay, well, let, let, me, let, me, let me see how I can explain this to you. No, no, the Bible says he did one thing. He preached Jesus. You know what the lost world needs? They need Jesus. They need to know who Jesus is. They need to know what Jesus has done for them. They need to know that they're lost and undone without this man named Jesus. The Lord sends. He sends some man or some lady to the Ethiopian eunuch with the message of Jesus Christ. That's it. He sends some man to the Ethiopian eunuch with the message of Jesus Christ. Now, will they all be, will they all, will every confrontation or every engagement end up like the Ethiopian eunuch? No. You may just water. Or you may be the one to plant the seed. Someone else is going to come along and water. And someone months down the road is going to get to bring in the crop. But he sins. The Lord seeks and the Lord sins. And then number three, what does he do? He saves. He saves. Look at verse number 36. And as they went on their way, they came into a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they both, or excuse me, they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. He saves. Now, can I take a little time out right here? Because I need to. <laughs> Some of you know what I'm on time out on right here. Verse 37 is not. Let me ask you, do you think verse 37 is important? Really, really ties the passage together, doesn't it? The passage doesn't make a whole lot of sense without it. The Bible doesn't give the truth of the context in the passage without verse 37. You know that many of the newer versions leave verse number 37 out? Yes. Verse 37 is very important. 
Hey, here's water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Well, there's a little important thing, something that's absolutely vital and important before you get baptized. And it's not just taught here in verse number 37. It's taught throughout the New Testament. You need to be saved before I baptize you. And so Philip asked him the question. Okay, here's water, yeah. And by the way, it tells us this man knew something about baptism. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Okay, here's what hinders you. You need to be saved. And what does the man say? He says, I believe that he is the Son of God. That's why the Bible's important. That's why the authority of the Scriptures is important. That's why what Bible you use is important. Because if I go to someone, even tonight, trying to preach this message, and I don't have verse number 37, hmm, it's kind of hard to preach the totality of the gospel of Jesus Christ without verse 37. I can go find it in other places. Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Well, I mean, I'm not going to hinder you to be baptized, but there is something that would keep you from being baptized. Have you believed yet? I, I, I've just explained Isaiah 53 to you. I, I've explained, I've preached. Jesus, it's not about Isaiah. No, no, no. Isaiah wasn't writing about himself. I'll answer that question for you. No, he was not speaking of himself. He was speaking of someone else. He's speaking of the man Jesus. And he took Isaiah 53 and he explained that to him. Oh, great. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Do you believe? Have you believed in what I told you? Have you, not in what I told you, but have you believed in what the Scriptures in Isaiah 53 laid out? That this is the individual that would go to the cross of Calvary and bleed and die for all mankind? And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord called away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. By the way, I don't believe that's speaking of Philip. I believe that's speaking of the Ethiopian eunuch. He went on his way rejoicing. The Lord seeks, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The Lord sins. Dear friend, if you're in here tonight and you don't know that you're saved and there is, a, there is a rumbling inside of you, there's an anxiousness inside of you and, and that thought that has, const, that has been there for days and weeks and saying, hey, you need to be saved, you need to be saved, then you need to be saved tonight. Because the Lord seeks. And because He seeks, He sends people to individuals who need to be saved. He sends some man or some lady to an Ethiopian eunuch with the message of Jesus Christ. He sends members of Maranatha Baptist Church to lost people in West Tennessee 
with the message of Jesus Christ. Because he not only seeks and he sins, but he does those two because he desires to save. He saves. We saw that in Titus chapter 3 this morning. But he saved us. This is what we used to be. But he saved us. We used to be dead in our trespasses and sins, but God, who is rich in mercy, but He saved us. The sinner received, and the saint rejoiced. You you see, he comes into this story as a sinner. He leaves the story as a saint. He comes into this story not understanding what he's reading, He leaves the story rejoicing because someone explained to him who Jesus Christ is. Now I want to tell I want to mention this time. We're we're done. We can get angry and we can get upset about many, many things and things going on in our nation and in our world and, and and things that shouldn't be going on. And by the way, we ought to have a righteous indignation. And I'm not saying those things aren't important, they are. But what the vast majority of people in our sphere of influence need tomorrow is not our complaining about the politics of America. They need someone who will come to them and preach to them Jesus. Because if we'll do more of that and we'll get more hearts changed, it'll change our communities. And it'll eventually change our nation. Now, I'm not dismissing all that other. That's important. Don't misunderstand me tonight. It's important who you vote for. It's important what you believe. But my coworker, your coworker tomorrow, doesn't need a three-hour session of complaining about American politics and the fact that we can't elect a speaker in the House. They need a three-hour dissertation, not even a three-hour, but they need... Someone, yeah, they only need three hours. They need someone, maybe three minutes or 30 minutes, to preach to them Jesus Christ. Because that's going to affect their eternity more than, well, man, we better get a speaker elected this week. Now, I think that's important. But someone's salvation is for eternity. And so we, we, and I say we, I'm, I'm speaking me. We let ourselves get wrapped up in things sometimes that we ought not get so wrapped up in. We ought to be more wrapped up into people. And the fact that there are Ethiopian eunuchs out there everywhere who need someone to come and explain to them Jesus Christ. Because the vast majority of people in America and in our communities, and yes, in the Bible Belt, they believe in a work salvation. If you don't believe me, just go knock on doors for a couple, a couple weeks. A couple Saturdays in a row, just go knock on doors and ask people, Hey, do you know Christ? Uh, if you die today, are you sure that you'd go to heaven? I hope so, because I'm a pretty good person. You'll get that more times than not. And the vast majority of people believe in a work salvation. And so they need someone to come along and preach to them Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ paid it all. He did everything, that the, the, the payment is paid, it's done. You don't have to keep doing. Because when he died on the cross, he said, it is finished. The lost, 
need some man or some lady to keep his and her hands to the plow. The lost need some man to keep plowing. That's what Philip did. Persecution came. Man, I didn't know this. I didn't know I was getting involved in all this. They chose me to serve. I'm one of the six to serve in the church at Jerusalem. I'm not up for all this persecuting. No, no, no. That's not what happened. Philip just, they were scattered except for the apostles. The people were scattered. What did they do? They went everywhere preaching the gospel. They went everywhere. He went to Samaria. The Lord took him down to Gaza and he preached to the Ethiopian eunuch because he just kept his hand to the, excuse me, hands to the plow. People need to hear about Christ. People need to hear about Christ. Uh, somebody needs a track today. Somebody needs a track tomorrow. And listen, we do our best. And I don't preach this because I want to have 50 people out on Saturday. That's not the point at all. The wonderful thing is we, if we had every member tomorrow being sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit and speaking to that Ethiopian eunuch that God brings us uh, along his path or her path, and preach to them Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for the passage. Thank you for your word. Father, help us. We are the some men and the some women. We, we have an understanding of the gospel of Jesus Christ. All of us tonight may not have a complete understanding of Isaiah 53, but we do have an understanding of the individual of whom Isaiah 53 is speaking. And Father, we can take that understanding and preach Jesus to someone. Sit down and explain Jesus Christ to a co-worker, to a friend, to someone we don't even know. To someone we just knock on their door and honestly, they don't have any idea about their eternity. Father, help us to be that some man or that some woman like Philip is in this passage. Help us, Lord, in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's stand to our feet tonight if you're physically able. Miss Pam's at the piano. She's going to play. Look, you can come and pray. You can pray right where you're at or maybe you don't feel like you need to pray tonight. But if you feel like you need to, maybe you'd step out and come to the platform, come to this front pew and just pray and say, Lord, help me to be eager. Help me to be available. Help me to be yielded. Help me to be sensitive to the Spirit. That's who Philip was. That's what he was. He was available. He was eager. And he was yielded. He was sensitive to the Spirit. The Lord seeks, the Lord sins because the Lord desires to save. And there are scores of individuals all across West Tennessee, whether it's right in this little area where we are or all over West Tennessee. There are Ethiopian eunuchs all across this region. People who simply need someone to explain to them who Jesus is. 
what He's done, what He can do for them. He sends some man to the Ethiopian eunuch with the message of Jesus. He sends some man to the Ethiopian eunuch with the message of Jesus. A shame, shame, shame on us that we can be thankful that some man or some lady came to us. But we feel like we can hold that in, that possession that we have. Paul said, I'm a debtor because of what I have and what's been given to me. I am a debtor to the gospel. Shame on us that we think we can just hold that in and be thankful. Hey, I'm glad I have it. And we don't care about maybe someone else beside us who needs it. Let the lower lights be burning, the song says. Some fainting, struggling seamen may rescue, we may save. Amen. Let's pray. We're going to be dismissed. Thank you so much for your attention and your attendance today. I look forward to seeing you Wednesday night, 630, 7 o'clock, right in here for prayer and Bible study. And let's go out tomorrow. Let's go out tonight. Let's go out tomorrow and be some man. You know. Everybody in here tonight, you know the gospel. You know who Jesus Christ is. You could be the some man tomorrow that helps someone else to know who Jesus is. I pray we'll be sensitive to that this week. Let's pray we'll be dismissed. I'm going to ask Brother Colton Thatcher to dismiss us tonight. And we'll look forward to seeing everybody Wednesday night. Brother Colton.